This is Radio Influence. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, T.J. Reeves. Well, welcome in, everybody. We are back. We are back with another edition of the only digital radio show devoted to underdogs now, exclusively in this case in college basketball, heading through February and then the greatest month of the year, I believe, the month of March. And all of the madness, all of the mayhem, all of the upsets, we are ready to talk all about it. We've put the NFL season to bed. Super Bowl 51 epic all-time comeback for the New England Patriots. And we should tell you as we begin that we tried to warn you off about taking the Atlanta Falcons. It didn't look good for a while, but that's why they play 60 full minutes and an overtime in this case, and the Patriots get the win. I am the somewhat capable host of this program, T.J. Reeves. He is Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper, VegasInsider.com. Love his work, love his insight. Patriots had him all the way for you and me, right, on Three Dog Thursday. We warned everybody off not to take Atlanta as the underdog. They had that in the bag the whole time, right? I mean, now twenty-eight-three, they were fine. They had Tom Brady, no big deal. <laughs> we were both, we were both hurting. We were putting it out on on social media, and look, this thing has been talked out uh, more than the presidential election. By the time we've now gotten to Thursday after the Sunday game, but hit the high spots. Give me like thirty seconds on how this this happened. Do you blame Atlanta more or credit New England more, Kevin? I mean, the Falcons blew it from the standpoint of that last drive that they couldn't at least kick the field goal, and Matt Ryan gets stacked, and they get pushed out of field goal range. And also, after the Patriots scored the touchdown, missed the extra point, they had the onside Atlanta couldn't score after being in New England territory. I mean, it's easy to say Atlanta melted down, but you got to give the Patriots credit. I mean, first, you know, for as cliche as it is, they never quit. They kept going. They could have easily pulled up the tent after being down 28-3, to but they didn't, and when they got to 28-20, I really felt like they had an opportunity at least to tie the game. And you know what? For as much as people may not like the Patriots, you got to respect what they did. Down 25 in the second half of the Super Bowl and not quitting, that was pretty impressive. And I saw the stat. I heard them talking about it on the NFL Network that in the previous, and I believe this is correct, 111 previous NFL playoff games, a team was behind by 17 points to start the fourth quarter, 17 or more. In all 111, they lost, obviously. That is the first time somebody has ever been down by that many to start a fourth quarter and won a playoff game, much less a Super Bowl game. Um, Just tremendous. Hey, I've been asking others this. I'll get your quick opinion. Should the NFL now look into, with the way that this ended, uh, guaranteeing that both teams touch the ball no matter what, even after a touchdown, because now we have had a Super Bowl decided where only one team got the ball. How do you feel? Should they should they modify modified sudden death and guarantee both teams a touch, even with a touchdown? I think that they did a great job by making the touchdown more relevant in overtime by needing to score to end the game as opposed to, you know, if you held and you kick a field goal. You know, after thinking about it, like my first inclination was this, that if you score, if you can't stop them and you can't, you can't keep them out of the end zone, they deserve to lose. But then on the flip side, I say, you know what? 
you should get another chance, but not like college. It should be you kick the ball off, right. and you got to go down the field and tie the game. So I think college should change their rule and back them up and not beat the 25. But I'm kind of more a little bit with it now, even though I had New England, I'm a little more with it to say, okay, if you get the touchdown, now you got to try to score it. But guess what? If you get the ball at your own 10 or 15-yard line, you got to go 85 yards to win it. Yeah, and and some have made the argument, and this is a good one, and we saw Goskowski miss an extra point in the third quarter. There would have not been a guarantee on the extra point, and now Atlanta could have potentially, with a kickoff, gone down, gotten a touchdown and an extra point and won the game, not just retied it. You never know. I don't know that the competition committee will will revisit this and change the modified rules. Maybe they will. But it was just a, another point to debate, and again, we put it to bed with the New England Patriots. We kept saying on this show for a couple of weeks that the Patriots play nothing but crazy close Super Bowl games with wild plays. Now it's Edelman making the fantastic catch, the bobbling catch for them. They win in overtime. Seven Super Bowls played in the Belichick-Brady regime. All of them down to the wire, down to the very end. This one in overtime, and New England gets the victory. So we put the NFL season to bed. And now we move to college basketball, and what's this I see? We were sizzling, smoking last week. Kevin Rogers, 3-for-3 on college basketball underdogs against the spread. In fact, a couple of them outright winners uh, last week. I went against Gonzaga on last week's show, only the number one team in the country. Went with BYU at home. BYU did not win the game, did not cover, but after that... I was able to get an outright winner with Syracuse, and St. John's did keep it close enough with Villanova. We went five for six, Kevin Rogers, last week. You went three for three. We bow to you, and and, uh, and everybody should be paying attention right now to the college basketball underdogs. We had a big week real quick last week. Yeah, I mean, the biggest winner for me was Iowa State last Saturday, winning in overtime, coming from double digits down to beat Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse, snapping their long uh, winning streak at home. And, and then Iowa State went out and lost to Texas their next game. But, uh, you know, when you look at that, it's just about value. And, and you try to find spots where Kansas, it was a sandwich game coming off the Baylor win. They had Kansas State on Monday, which is always a big game. Then now you get Iowa State, who they beat earlier this year in Ames. And they end up getting a lot of points. And they won it overtime. It's just about that. How many times have I said on the show, TJ? Look for situations. That's yeah. what it is. It's not about is Iowa State better than Kansas. Is Iowa State a good play on this day in the situation? And it worked out that way. It certainly did. And again, pay attention to this man, the voice of Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper, VegasInsider.com. TJ Reeves with you. It is Three Dog Thursday. Our shows from here on out through March, through the Final Four, are presented by Game Point Capital. You're going to hear more from Bill Hall of Game Point Capital during our timeout about what they all about and uh, also bill's going to make a college basketball underdog prediction as well kevin he's going to get into the act and try to join in on what we're doing so that's coming uh during our first pause here so don't go anywhere for that you and i now have to come up with three underdogs each in the college hoop world where do you want to begin on three dog thursday kevin Last week I had a Colonial winner with uh, James Madison. So <laughs> don't tell me, don't tell me. You're wow. going, but you're going back to the CAA, going back to the well again. I am. Why not? And uh, it's Northeastern facing the College of Charleston tonight. Charleston ten and two in the Colonial. They've been very good, but Northeastern, even though they've lost five straight on the road, uh, and they're going to Charleston tonight, it still is a good spot to take the Huskies. Northeastern this year. 
three and zero straight up against the spread as an underdog of seven or more. They won at UConn. They won at Oakland, and also they won at Michigan State. So not only just covering, but they won those games outright. They haven't been that big of a dog in colonial play so far uh, this season. I just think this is a good spot here for Northeastern to get back on track and to cover the number at Charleston. Only you would be looking at that Titanic matchup. You know what they've always said when Northeastern and College of Charleston get together. I mean, throw the records out. You throw I mean, those record books throw, out the window. Throw them out the window. I mean, when you're talking big-time rivalries, it's not Carolina-Duke on a Thursday night. It's Northeastern and College of Charleston, and Kevin Rogers is taking those points. Um, okay, I am going to go to the Horizon League. I'm following your lead of going to the lesser non-Power 6, and it is Power 6 in college basketball, including the Big East with all the big boys. Some of the mid-majors, if you will. And these are fun leagues because they are one-bid bid leagues. In a lot of cases, these teams have known since January. You better win the automatic bid in the tournament because that's your only hope in. The Horizon League more than likely is in that same boat. Full disclosure, I have worked the Horizon League championship game the last couple of years on TuneIn. We'll be doing the same thing coming in March for the Horizon League championship game at Joe Lewis Arena. One of the last games in that arena, by the way. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. And I will go Horizon League road game on a Thursday night with Link Darner's Green Bay Fighting Phoenix. Link Darner, the coach, last year took his team to the NCAA tournament. They won four games in four nights at the Horizon League tournament in Detroit last year. They've got an outstanding guard, a big-time leaper, scorer, low-post player as well, big-time dunker in Charles Cooper as their leading scorer. Green Bay on the road against Northern Kentucky, and, and Kevin can't get enough of Northern Kentucky's nickname. Share it with the Three Dog Thursday audience, by the way. Norse, N-O-R-S-E. Yeah, Not horse, uh, but the fighting Norse, too. The fighting Norse of Northern Kentucky, the Phoenix of Green Bay. Give me Green Bay plus the four points on a Thursday night. So you go CAA, and I match your CAA game with a Horizon League game here on Three Dog Thursday. So where do you want to go uh, with your next underdog, Almighty One, after 3-for-3 last week? Are you going to go with another Thursday one? Yeah, we're going to go a late-night game in the West Coast Conference, the league that's dominated by the top-ranked team in the country, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. They have a big game Saturday. They go to St. Mary's to take on the Gales. However, tonight they face Loyola Marymount. And that seems like it would be a layup for Gonzaga. Just get set for this, win this game, go to Saturday's game, and that big WCC showdown. However, though, Loyola Marymount much improved. This was a team that was towards the bottom of the WCC for several years, and they are much improved. They're coming off a loss at San Francisco in their last game. But this team, this season, 6-0-1 against the number, often ATS loss. So after they don't perform well against the spread, they normally bounce back. Now, Loyola lost earlier. They got blown out by Gonzaga in Spokane back in January. So, you know, this is going to be a big revenge game for them. And obviously, Gonzaga's got bigger fish to fry. They want to sure. win the NCAA championship. Loyola wants to win this game, and this is like their NCAA championship. So, I think Loyola getting 18 at home, 
against Gonzaga is a good look tonight. You and I are basketball aficionados and contemporaries love the Loyola Marymount teams of the late 80s, the early 90s, with the late Hank Gathers and such an emotional story that you see almost every year around NCAA tournament time. Bo Kimball, remember that? That whole team, that whole scene. Uh, Paul Westhead, the coach, they, they, they had method to their madness of racing down the floor to score. They were regularly scoring 120, 130 points per game. This is not the 2016-17 season. This is not the same Loyola Marymount, but you believe they will hold it close with a Gonzaga team that, again, is very talented. Several transfers on this team. Uh, Nigel Williams-Goss, a transfer from the University of Washington. They have another couple of transfers, one from the University of Missouri. Uh, they are they are good and, and, and deserving right now of that number one ranking because they have some great out-of-conference wins and they haven't lost. We'll see how it goes for tonight. I'm going to stay West Coast with you as well, and I will go for my second underdog with the Oregon Ducks, Kevin Rogers. Give me Oregon against UCLA. Oregon off the huge win over Arizona last Sunday. I know that was at home. They seem to make every shot. Dylan Brooks is back healthier. They've got other shooters besides him. UCLA, obviously, a lot of weapons on offense, just okay on defense. And Arizona already beat UCLA at UCLA. The Bruins have suffered a couple of losses in Pac-12 play. I like Oregon to catch them in a Pac-12 Thursday night game at Pauley Pavilion. Give me the Ducks, and I think an outright win with the five points uh, for Oregon against UCLA. Pac-12's got some good basketball in it. And Oregon could be a team that ultimately could vie for a number one seed with Gonzaga. They could get in the mix uh, along with Arizona, along with UCLA, and maybe be a number one seed themselves, the Oregon Ducks, Kevin, I believe. Yeah, you have three really quality teams in Oregon, Arizona, and uh, UCLA, but also a team that's coming up uh, who had a big blowout win on Wednesday, the Cal Golden Bears, Mm -hmm. who uh, right now, I believe, eight or nine and three inside the Pac-12, so... They are making a move. They had a good season last year under Quanzo Martin, and now uh, they continue. And they could be a dark horse maybe to win the Pac-12 tournament this year. And USC is good, too. And USC is bringing back one of their stars who's had an injured knee in Brandon Boatwright. Uh, they've got another kid, Metu, who's 6'10", who's a California kid. They uh, Andy Enfield's team can play. They have some wins this year. They're probably in the NCAA tournament as they were a year ago, so Pac-12 pretty deep. I'll take Oregon at Pauley Pavilion as an underdog. So we each have taken two. We're going to save one more. Neither one of us. Quick comment. Coach K is back for Duke. Duke, Carolina, the revival of that rivalry. Uh, neither one of us took uh, the points in North Carolina getting two and a half on a Thursday night against the Duke Blue Devils. Ha- have you seen the stat on the last 96 games, by the way? They are 48-48 and 48 in the last 96 games in the series, and the total points scored is almost identical in the 96. Is that incredible for how evenly matched that rivalry has been, Kevin? Well, it is, and also I'm sure Dick Vitale in the call tonight, um, I'm sure he won't bring up any kind of memories with Caroline and Duke over the years. No, or or any references and stories to Coach K, and, uh, and and to a smaller extent to Roy Williams. It'll be a lot of fun. It's always a big-time game, and, and again, those teams will be vying for one seed out of the ACC, it would seem like, down the stretch of the season, so they renew their rivalry coming up. Again, in their last 96 meetings, Duke and North Carolina, 48 wins, 48 losses. That's, uh, that's a rivalry. Okay. 
Okay, we will pause. Kevin, stand by. We're going to hear more from our sponsors from Game Point Capital. Bill Hall will be with me straight ahead. Kevin will be back. He and I each have a Saturday underdog upcoming in college basketball as well. It is Three Dog Thursday. Uh, Stay with us as we continue talking nothing but underdogs. We'll be back. As mentioned, our new presenting sponsor is part of Three Dog Thursday and all of the hoop stuff that we're doing through March through the Final Four is Game Point Capital, GamePointCapital.com. And this guy could not wait. He was chomping at the bit to be involved on Three Dog Thursday to make some predictions. He saw the flurry of underdog predictions that we were able to succeed on last week and said I had to get in. Bill Hall is with me from GamePointCapital.com. And, and I love you guys. I love being around you guys around the college football playoff, but I love the slogan even more. At Game Point Capital, they want to know, when is a bonus not a bonus? When you don't have to pay it yourself. And we're going to find out more about that real quick uh, from Bill Hall. Good to have you here. I know when last we saw each other, Clemson was beating Alabama in the final seconds in football in the college football playoff uh, championship game. But it's good to have you here talking some college basketball and some Game Point Capital with me, Bill so terrific to be with you tj you know college sports are just so much fun that's why we're involved in this business not only to make a little bit of a profit but to have some fun too and it's really fun to be around the games and you guys along uh, with jack woodbury your partner you guys have formed game point capital and the main thing is for right now you want to be involved with universities and coaches and the agreements that are in and around them and performance bonuses. You are all about really cost protection, capping cost for performance bonuses. Tell me more about what you're up to with Game Point Capital. As you know, TJ, college sports have become big business, really, really big business. And some of these coaches, as they rightly should, have very big performance bonuses in their contracts. Meaning, when Dabo Sweeney won the national championship at Clemson, his total performance bonus package was almost $2 million. <laughs> that means, in, incredible, right? $2 million. Good for Dabo. And even better for Dabo's wife. Yes. And so, so, it's, it's, so, so with what you do, that. you're helping them out. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So what we will do is we will ensure that performance bonus, meaning that Clemson would come to us and say, uh, what premium, what would we have to pay you? So when Dabo wins, because he's going to go all the way because we have faith in Dabo, that we don't necessarily have to pay that $2 million, that you'll pay it for us. And then our interests will be aligned with Dabo if we are Clemson, meaning, and we can root for our coach. We can say, go Dabo all the way instead of sort of sitting there in the stands if I've got to write a check worrying about whether he's going to win or not, we align Clemson's interests with their coach. I know that's a big part of what you do, and you guys underwrote and helped out with that deal with Clemson as well as some other schools. University of North Texas has taken part of this uh, and run with it. Um, and again, it is something that you want to advance. And I've said this to you guys, and I'm saying this now in terms of the audience and who's listening, whether it's RadioInfluence.com, whether it is on iTunes or Stitcher and those fans that are subscribing to us. 
Bill, you never know who's out there. You never know in terms of administrators with schools, uh, deputy ADs, assistant ADs. You never know if big-time boosters are listening to this in and around college sports. So if they are, and if you are interested in helping your school offset the cost of bonuses, because for a lot of these coaches in football and basketball, like you mentioned, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, riding in basketball's case on NCAA tournament, Final Four, National Championship, those kind of things, right? There are absolutely uh, millions, hundreds of millions of dollars when you add it all up. You know, we put together a database of all the college uh, basketball and football coaches. And these performance bonuses, when you aggregate them, add up in excess of hundreds of millions of dollars. And I think what what you're going to see more and more is there's going to be more performance incentives. As I said, college football, college basketball is big business. These people are competitors. They want to be incent. They want incentives to perform. It makes sense. And the other way our our tool really works is for a a school. And as you said, we don't know who's listening to this, but to go out and get a big name coach that they necessarily couldn't have afforded without the insurance. I mean, they don't have the risk. But you get an up and coming coach that really wants to bet on themselves. That's very confident and the boosters are behind them, we can put together a very substantial performance package for them uh, at a fraction uh, of the fixed cost. And again, that's the voice of Bill Hall. It's GamePoint Capital, GamePointCapital.com. And I love the slogan, when is a bonus not a bonus? When you don't have to pay it yourself. I love that at GamePointCapital.com. All right, let's roll up the sleeves. Kevin and I have been making some underdog predictions. The fans that are hearing us on Thursday already know about our underdog predictions. We'll put the buffet out in front of you. Thursday games, Saturday games. Give me an underdog in college basketball that you like. Are you going to go with a Thursday underdog, Bill Hall? What do you like? I'm going to go with a Thursday underdog, but you know I'm a little intimidated because you guys, I understand, killed it. You killed it last week. <laughs> we did, yes. So, you know, so yes, I'm involved in the odds business every day. That's what we do with Game Point Capitals. We look at the odds, and one of the things that I looked at when I was looking at Thursday night's games, uh, I looked down through here and I saw that UNC, um, by, by the the leading offshore sports book has a 22% chance of winning the national championship. That's where the money is clearing right now for UNC. And at Duke, it's clearing it. And it, it, with Duke, it's clearing at 13%. So, you know, if you look out 10 weeks out, which is when we're going to have our new national championship, the markets are saying UNC 22% chance, Duke 13% chance of winning that crown. So that, that's one of the stats that I looked at. Uh, but to drill specifically into this game, one, one, I'm going to take North Carolina, obviously, as the underdog pick because we're picking underdogs. Right. One of the key stats I looked at was tempo. Okay, As we know, North Carolina plays up-tempo. They play faster than Duke. And Duke is having trouble controlling tempo because you know, their, their, their point guard, uh, Frank Johnson, it's, it's just a freshman, and he's had a little bit of trouble. They tried Grayson Allen there, and I like the matchup with Joel Berry at point guard. But the really hidden key number, the, the neat number that I've really drilled in on this game, is the offensive rebounding margin. North Carolina leads the nation in offensive rebounds. Mm. That, uh, offensive rebounds, I'm a finance guy, are like hidden gems. I love them. They're like little treasures because they're <laughs> – 
actually, actually extra chances to score the basketball. They extend the possession, right? Right. It, it, they're averaging they are averaging 15 offensive rebounds a game. That means they get 15 more chances to score the basketball. So therefore, they're going to play up tempo tonight. They're going to have a lot of chances to score the basketball. So I'm going to go with North Carolina. All right, the Tar Heels again getting two and a half at Cameron. I have been to this game on two occasions, Bill. It is berserk in Cameron anyway, but especially for North Carolina. Could be a wild night. Wild night. And, in fact, both nights that I went earlier in the 2000s, Carolina won both games. Tyler Hansbro had something to do with both of those wins. He never lost to Duke uh, at all at Duke in those uh, in those matchups. So uh, we'll see how it plays out for the uh, the latest in that installment, one of the greatest, one of the most heated rivalries on Thursday. And, again, if you're listening to Bill Hall and me after Thursday, you already know how smart he is or not. And the same with Kevin and my underdogs on Thursday. They may be listening to us on Friday or on Saturday. You, We taped the show before Thursday night's games, so you may know what happened there on those. Bill, again, though, one more time real quick, besides the underdog prediction, tell them about Game Point Capital GamePointCapital.com and why they want to contact you guys. GamePoint Capital is a way to leverage, for a college or university, to leverage their limited financial resources to uh, optimize their on-field performance, to incent their coaches to win, and it aligns their interests with their coaches. No longer do they have to uh, wring their hands and say, wow, we hope we win, but if we win, we have to pay it out. So, Therefore, we are, you know, we're aligned with our coaches and uh, we can optimize the, the performance packages uh, and we can also go out and, and do a better job of recruiting coaches. So th- we give them lots of tools to, to put in their toolbox to enhance their, uh, the, their uh, coach compensation. There you go. And again, win is a bonus, not a bonus, when you don't have to pay it yourself. GamePoint Capital and GamePointCapital.com. Good luck with your underdog North Carolina, Bill Hall. And again, the fans can get in contact or find out more at GamePointCapital.com. They're our presenting sponsor on Three Dog Thursday. You did great, sir. Well, there was one last thing that I want to say. The other reason you know why I'm going to go with North Carolina tonight. Tell me, tell me. And that's because, that, that's because Mike Krzyzewski has a $7.2 million annual contract. <laughs> $7.2 million, TJ. And he's worth it. This. He's worth it. Yeah, yes. but, but. But get this. With no performance incentives. No performance incentives. Whereas Roy Williams... He's only going to, he only makes $2 million a year, only $2 million, but a million-dollar performance incentive. He's got a big carrot out there to do well. All right. I'm going with Roy. He's going with Roy. He's going with Carolina in this matchup. Bill, thank you. Good luck with your pick, and we thank our friends at GamePointCapital.com. The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves. All right, we are back in. It is Three Dog Thursday and college hoops galore. Our thanks again to our presenting sponsor, Game Point Capital, GamePointCapital.com. Bill Hall with me there telling you more about Game Point Capital. He even had an underdog for us. Kevin and I, again, have already gone with two underdogs each. Kevin on Thursday night uh, going with the Northeastern 
uh, at Club Northeastern uh, in the CAA, getting seven and a half points against College of Charleston. Uh, remember Jim Calhoun once upon a time was the coach at uh, at Northeastern winning a bunch of games before he was at UConn. You also went off the map with Loyola Marymount against number one Gonzaga getting 18 points at home late night WCC West Coast Conference game. Those are Kevin Rogers' two underdogs. I'm taking the Green Bay Phoenix out of the Horizon League on the road with Northern Kentucky. And I like Oregon Pac-12 underdog at UCLA for a Thursday. And Kevin Rogers, as we call uh, you back in, again, for the audience, they may be hearing this show after Thursday. Those are our underdogs, though, for Thursday. And again, you went three for three a week ago, hitting a couple of Thursday games. You even went Colorado Buffaloes last week in the Pac-12. We've done pretty well on some late-night uh, college basketball on a Thursday night, just as a general comment. Yeah, Colorado last week had a nice win over Stanford. They were uh, playing well until they lost to Cal on Super Bowl Sunday, but they had a uh, good win at home over Oregon. They gave the Ducks their first conference loss, and their only conference loss, at least heading into Thursday. So uh, they were playing a little bit better, and uh, you know that's all we can do is look for those late-night games that uh, maybe a lot of the normal people don't keep an eye on because they don't want to stay up and watch them, but they get some good value in some of those late They count nonetheless, and of course the last thing you and I are is normal. So let's move to Saturday and the college basketball action. There's always a buffet of games uh, to choose from, and as you mentioned earlier, you hit the Iowa State win over Kansas uh, last Saturday. I I also was victorious with Syracuse and the outright win over Virginia. Uh, Full disclosure, Kevin works as part of Miami Hurricane coverage on the radio football and basketball the ACC my friend you've been watching it all year long it is no exaggeration just as a quick comment here that this conference is going to get eight nine maybe ten teams into the uh, into the NCAA tournament it's that good give me your thoughts real quick on the ACC I mean it's really deep I mean obviously when you have 15 teams I mean you're going to get uh, some good good squads in there but uh now, you've seen a lot of different results this year. We've seen Carolina get tripped up. We've seen Georgia Tech play well and then lose a couple games. Louisville's been up and down uh, recently. Virginia has had a couple of questionable losses on the road. It, it, it's been very competitive, and there's been no runaway team, which has been uh, very good for the conference. And again, at the time we're taping, Duke and North Carolina are playing on Thursday night, so you probably already know that result, especially if you're listening to us on the weekend. You will know that result uh, for this weekend, and uh, it will be fascinating to see how many high seeds this conference will get uh, as well. All right, so Thursday slate, very compelling Thursday slate to take a look. Or I'm sorry, Saturday slate to take a look at uh, with some of these different games. West Virginia is back in action. They've been very good in the Big 12 playing Kansas State at home. That Duke team win or lose playing Clemson at home, although Clemson got whacked midweek by Florida State. Alabama off a four-overtime game midweek. We'll play Kentucky at home. Kentucky got a hard-fought win over LSU, so that game also on Saturday. Uh, Kevin Rogers, uh, which way do you want to go? I mean, we've got a Florida State-Notre Dame game. Uh, We've got Butler taking on Providence. You went with Providence earlier in the year. What do you like for a Saturday underdog on Three Dog Thursday in college basketball? Last week I went against the Kansas Jayhawks home. This week I'm against the Kansas Jayhawks on the road. I'm going to Lubbock to take on the Red Raiders of Texas Tech, and Texas Tech, middle of the pack team of the Big 12, you know, that probably, I mean, they'll be in the postseason. We just don't know if they'll be in the NCAA tournament. Could be an NIT team. But this is a team that 9-1 uh, and one last 10 at home inside 
the Big 12 this year. They've already beaten Kansas State and West Virginia at home. They host Kansas coming up on Saturday. The Jayhawks coming off a big win at Kansas State this past Monday. Again, they were down big, and they had to come back and win. And coming off the emotion of winning at Kentucky and losing at home to Iowa State, winning at Kansas State, they've had some off-the-court stuff. There's been so many things going on with the Kansas Jayhawks, these ups and downs so far uh, this season. And, and they'll obviously be a team that will be a one or a two seed in the NCAA tournament when it's all said and done. I think, though, this could be a tough spot for them coming off the Kansas State win, going to Texas Tech with, you know, Lubbock is not a big place. And, and for the Red Raiders who are, you know, they've had their, their share of ups and downs so far in the conference. I think they could hang around in this one. Also a, a little revenge spot for Texas Tech. Kansas already beaten them once in Lawrence, so maybe they overlook Texas Tech here, but I think that the Red Raiders have a good shot of cashing as a home underdog. All right, and so uh, Keenan Evans is the leading scorer for the Red Raiders. Chris Beard is the first-year coach. Chris Beard a year ago had Arkansas Little Rock uh, in the NCAA tournament. Will it be two upset Saturdays in a row for Kevin going with the underdog, going with Texas Tech Red Raiders uh, in this instance against the heavily favored Kansas Jayhawks? We will find out. I will go ACC, and I like, speaking of the Miami Hurricanes, uh, your guy Davon Reed and the Canes uh, have done a good job this year in what is a very tough league. Give me Miami against Louisville. Uh, we saw Louisville struggle on Monday night uh, in their in their matchup, and they suffered an upset loss um, in that one. This is an afternoon game on Saturday for the Louisville Cardinals, and I will I will take in the trap here after Louisville lost at Virginia badly. I will take Miami to keep it close, if not win this game as the underdog. I'm a big fan of Jim Laranega, uh, the coach, and I think Miami will be dancing when it's all said and done with some of the solid wins that they already have this year on the resume. So Miami, a midweek win over Virginia Tech by six. Also won at NC State. Also pummeled North Carolina about a week and a half ago. Um, give me Miami. Give me the Canes here to keep it close with Louisville as my final uh, underdog. All right, Kevin Rogers, we've, we've come to the end here, but the end is not there. I mean, if, if the fans are interested, even though the football season is over, there is still a ton of great information on all that we've been talking about with College Hoops and much more at VegasInsider.com. Tell them more about the Vegas Insider. Yeah, it's really a great thing what we do as far as, you know, even though football is done, we still have right now basketball on a daily basis both the nba and college the all-star break is coming up at the nba so a bit of a break from the uh, professional part of basketball but college still rolls on through march madness we have baseball starting up next month nhl continues so even though we're on a, a hiatus from football for the next few months there's still a lot going on day in and day out at vegas insider you could check out all of our basketball content you can follow us all the time on twitter at twitvi and follow Kevin Rogers as well at VI Rogers. Follow this show at Three Dog Thursday. A reminder if you're listening and subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher, rate this show, spread the word, help us promote Three Dog Thursday through those channels. And of course, our friends at RadioInfluence.com are also our partners here housing this program, as well as our sponsor, Game Point Capital. Again, Kevin's underdogs, Northeastern and Loyola Marymount on Thursday night, Texas Tech on Saturday. I go Green Bay, not the Packers, the 
Phoenix. Green Bay and the Oregon Ducks Thursday. Miami Hurricanes on Saturday. We were 5-for-6 last week in college basketball. Let's see if we can keep up the wins with the underdogs, at least to cover, if not outright get the victory. Kevin, great job again this week. We appreciate it. Good luck with your underdogs. All right, you too, CJ. Thank you. There is Kevin Rogers. We will be back with another edition of Three Dog Thursdays. We head towards March and the mayhem and the madness as Three Dog Thursday is presented by GamePoint Capital and GamePoint.com. Enjoy the games. I'm TJ Reeves for this latest edition of Three Dog Thursday. Bye. Hey, you guys, it's me, the fabulous sports babe. How wonderful is that? I'm on Radio Influence. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Stitcher. And it's on a bunch of stuff that I can't get on my phone because I don't figure out how to do it. But if you want to do that, you get my lovely podcast now. You can go and do this. You can be mowing the lawn. You can go into the moon. You can do any of that stuff, and you can listen to the fabulous sports babe. I'll have a lot of people to talk to because, after all, that's what I do is just annoy them all the time. It's the fabulous sports babe. It's right here on Radio Influence.